In today's show, we look ahead to week 22 in the NBA. It's definitely fantasy playoff time now. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble, on TikTok at RedRock underscore Beeble, and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. Today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code LockedOn. That's PrizePix.com and the promo code is LockedOn. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So it is week 22. Um, and if you followed my recommendations, congratulations, your fantasy season is done. If you didn't, you are still playing. Good luck. Because as I have seen for years and years and years, this, probably more towards the middle of this week, but this is when the nonsense really kicks in. We've already seen it with San Antonio. We've already seen it a little bit with Detroit, but you are going to start to see the weird resting. You are going to see the fake injuries. They are going to, it's going to be worse next week for sure. Next week is when it really, really kicks in, but you are going to see some really bad stuff happening in terms of the players that you've relied upon or even waiver ads that you add and make, you know, being ruled out three hours later. So when people ask me that question, oh, what do you finish now? Don't you want to play more? No, I don't. Because this is the worst time of the year. It has no reflection on anything you did with waiver moves or trades or drafts. It's adding random players that you've literally never heard of to come in and help you uh, win fantasy championships. And it's just not reflective of anything that's happened at any point during the season. So that's why we like to end literally on the day that I'm recording this, Sunday the 19th of May, the day day before you listen to this. That is why I do that. And you will find out. We will see during this week. Maybe I'll be proven wrong and all of a sudden all of the Spurs guys get healthy and yeah, Damian Lillard doesn't get shut down in the last two weeks of the season and yeah, Tyrese Halliburton um, comes back. Who knows? But this is how we mar- try to marginalize that issue as much as possible by pl- not playing through this week, week 22. And in saying that, we're here for you. I'm here for you all the way through. Like, it doesn't do me any good to tell people to end the season on this Sunday because it means that people are less interested in fantasy for the final three weeks of the season, which is, I want people to watch. But I'm trying to do the best thing for your leagues. So let's talk about week 22. Warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It's a weird week, again. Weird in the sense of, we've got about the same... I think it's exactly the same amount of games played this week that we had last week. But just a very slow start to the week with only six games Monday and six games Tuesday. It's just very low volume to begin the week. And you'll see that when we talk more about the schedule later on. It is just really low to kick things off for the week. And that makes our waiver decisions a little bit harder and our streaming decisions harder. For the last two weeks, we haven't had any game or any day with over nine games. This week, we do. We've got six games Monday, six games Tuesday, 10 games Wednesday, four on Thursday, 10 on Friday, six on Saturday, and nine on Sunday. And my cutoff for days that are streaming days is 10. If there's there's 10 games or more than nine, 
then I don't think it's a streaming day. So Wednesday and Friday, I'm not going to count them as streaming days. Now, your team might be structured differently. You might have a different setup. This is for a standard 10-3 setup or a 10-4 setup. 10 starters, 4 bench, 10 starters, 3 bench. Usually, if there's 10 games on, you will have to make some sort of start-sit decision or you have all of your active spots filled. So if you add a waiver player on that day, you can't use them. So we're going to ignore a lot of that for streaming stuff for the Wednesday and Friday with 10 games on. But we haven't had that happen the last couple of days. So low volume days, quality game days become more important in this week, in week 22. Let's have a look at how the games played. And again, it's the same as last week. 15 teams, half of the league play four games this week. Usually you get 18 to 20 teams play that. You've got 12 teams playing three games. And then there are three teams playing two games. The Pistons, the Heat, and the Nuggets. That's terrible for those teams. Really, really bad. The teams playing four games. Grizzlies, Mavericks, Hawks, Wizards, Jazz, Pacers, Rockets, Thunder, Warriors, Sixers, Hornets, Kings, Bulls, Nets, Spurs all play four games. The Pacers, all four games are on the road. The Thunders, all four games are on the road. The Spurs, four games are on the road. One of those teams, the Brooklyn Nets, play all four of their games on low-volume days. They play Tuesday, they play Thursday, they play Saturday, Sunday. They are the only team that does that. Most four-game teams play two quality games. Some of them play three, like the Hawks, the Thunder, the Hornets, and the Kings play three quality games out of their four. And again, it's just all about the differences between these teams. Like for example, the Cavs only play three games. The Magic, your Orlando Magic only play three games. But they're all on low volume days. Contrast that to the Suns playing three games where it's one. They play Wednesday, Friday, and where else do they play? Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. They don't even play for the first two days. And then they play on the two high-volume days. So you don't get a quality game out of a Suns player. So like someone like a Josh Okoge, I it's not worth it almost. Well, almost definitely not because he doesn't play Monday. He doesn't play Tuesday. There's 10 games Wednesday. Do we even start him? Probably not. He doesn't play Thursday. There's 10 games Friday. Do you start him? Probably not. And then you get him once on Saturday. And that's really important to note. So the teams with the one quality game, the Blazers. So you be, oh man, I'm going to try Trent and Watford. Okay, cool. Like I don't even know if Jeremy Grant's going to be in or out. But they, they play Wednesday, Friday, and then Sunday. So you might use them once on Sunday. It is a waste of your roster spot. The Bucks have one quality game. And that comes on Saturday. The Raptors have one quality game. That comes on Saturday. The Lakers have one quality game. That comes on Sunday. The Suns have one quality game. Saturday. Like that is... Like you, you look at how your roster shakes out. But that makes most of those... Not the top players. Because yeah, if you've got a a Siakam or an Ananobi or you know, whoever, Devin Booker, you play them all three games. Not a problem. It's the fringe players. It's like Gary Trent. Is he going to make your active roster on a Wednesday with 10 games on? Maybe, maybe not. Is Josh Okoge? Almost definitely not. Is Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt Bar, Dennis Schroeder, Austin Reeves? Probably not. Three games are not three games. Always. Look on your roster. It is very important when we now have the 10 game days, Wednesday and Friday, do you understand that, you know, take that into consideration. Can you play those players on those days? Is it a true three game week or is it a one game week or is it a two game week? That is that is individual and that is going to change things. So any stream you might have with the Pistons, Magruder, Joseph, Amaroi, 
Bagley's returning for God's sake. Wiseman, even Duran probably with two games. Ivy, I'm not sure that it's worth it. The Pistons play on Tuesday and then they play on Friday. But the Heat and the Nuggets are worse. They don't play until Wednesday. So Bruce Brown, KCP, Struess, Oladipo, Lowry, Vincent, Martin, Love, if for some reason you're doing it. Two games. They don't play until Wednesday, which is a high-volume day, and then they play on Saturday. It's it's rough. It's really rough. The Pistons are interesting because you can hold them through Tuesday and then drop them because they don't play Wednesday or Thursday, and then they've got 10 games Friday. So you can hold your Pistons, but you're not going to use Wiseman or Ivy probably or Omaroy or Magruder or any of those guys on Friday. You're probably just not going to do it. And the same reason if you're holding Bogdanovich. I don't think he's going to play. But even if he does, it's two games and one of them is on a 10-game day. So you just drop these players. That is, again, it's... What's the right term? Relative schedule? Like, it is two games or it's three games, but is it? Is it two? Is it one? That's the real thing. And as always, the value is in the volume. Oh, yeah. What do the kids say? Bars? Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. Price Picks is daily fantasy, but not daily fantasy as you've seen before. It is daily fantasy made easy. It's not salary caps. It's not thousands of people. It's you one-on-one versus player projection. So you might see uh, Nikola Jokic in one of his two games for the week that he's got a, a points number set at 24 and a half. And you, I think it'll go over. So you choose more. Or you look at Michael Porter Jr. and threes made at two and a half. And you go, ah, he's going to have a stinker today. I'll go under. And you go between two to six of those individual player projections, put them into a lineup, and you can win up to 25 times your entry fee back. It's fast. You can do it in under 60 seconds. It's available in over 30 US states in most of Canada. I was going to call it Canada. That's not the right word. But you can do it for lots of sports. The NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, college basketball, men's and women's, European basketball, cricket, NASCAR, PGA, boxing, MMA, and of course, disc golf. So download the PricePix app or go to pricepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PricePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PricePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Let's look at how we're streaming for the week. As always, when I'm, again, I say this all the time. But when we sit there with a Wednesday or a Friday um, with 10 games on, we're just not going to consider that as a usable day. So we're trying to avoid teams when we're looking to make waiver ads, like not counting the games that they play on a Wednesday or, or Friday. You're always looking to get more games in. As I said, the value is in the volume. Get more games in. But also, if you're in a category league, what do you need? How do you beat your opponent? If you are 60 blocks up, not, not, not a realistic number, 63 is up, you don't need to add someone because he's going to hit five threes. It doesn't matter. You're going to win. But if you might just need to concentrate solely on steals. So random players who get steals in high bunches become as valuable as someone who might have more overall value because overall value doesn't matter at this point of the season. You just want more games in for the categories that you need to win. So we're really avoiding that Wednesday-Friday combination as much as we can, or we're taking that out of our overall games played calculations. Why a team like the Nets are so interesting playing Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. Now, we saw a while ago the Nets had a back-to-back and they sat everybody. So I have a level of 
fear about that weekend, about if they sit Dinwiddie and just everyone's all over the shop, right? Or O'Neal or Finney Smith or Clax, whoever. I'm, I'm very worried that on their Florida road trip back-to-back Saturday, Sunday, that a bunch of guys sit out. I'm very worried about that. But otherwise, they've got a really good schedule. In terms of back-to-backs, <clears throat> we look at Monday, Tuesday. It's only the Kings. The Kings do have this great schedule. Now, I don't expect for old mate Fanta Pants to um, be a to be playing in all of these games with that hamstring problem. So that opens up Malik Monk. It opens up Terrence Davis to bump in there. Maybe a little bit of extra Trey Lyles. Probably not not a lot of Trey Lyles, but maybe some Trey Lyles into that situation. But they're the only team who's got the Monday Tuesday. Monday, Tuesday, very light on. Six games each day, and getting a back-to-back there is very big. Tuesday, Wednesday, remembering Wednesday is a back-to-back. Uh, so Wednesday is a 10-game day where you might not have that value. But the, the back-to-backs there are the Hawks, the Wizards, and the Spurs. So it's going to be a disaster for the Spurs. They're already l- listing guys out in the most random spots, like all listing guys questionable. It's going to happen every game coming up for the Spurs. There's going to be random players in or out. They play Sunday. And, you know, they've already ruled Devontae Graham out with fake quad injury. Jeremy Sohan out with knee soreness. Zach Collins questionable with a bicep injury. Bates Diop doubtful with an Achilles issue. Doug McDermott questionable with a hip contusion. That's And then we get into a Tuesday, Wednesday back-to-back. And there is zero chance that Vassell, Johnson, Graham, Collins, Sohan, Jones, Branham, Bates Diop, Langford, McDermott play both those games. Zero chance. So all of those, we've got the back-to-back. We hope that they play on the Tuesday, but they are going to just split that up. So you're going to have stream value for Asandro Mamakalishvili. You're going to have some stream value for Blake Wesley, but the Wednesday's a 10-game day. So if you add Sandro, if you add Blake, do you even play him on Wednesday? Is it even worth it for that level of unpredictability? Probably not. Our fake back-to-backs, our pseudo-back-to-backs, Tuesday, Thursday, skipping the 10-game Wednesday in the middle. So we stream for Tuesday, who plays Tuesday and Thursday. So don't worry about adding someone for the Wednesday. There's a lot here. The Pelicans, the Clippers, the Thunder, the Cavs, the Magic, and the Nets. Really good schedule part. Wednesday, Thursday, again, 10-game Wednesday. That's the Knicks. The Knicks have a very strange schedule. They play three games this week. Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and that is it. And then they're done for the week. So it's great. Load up on Knicks early. Again, Wednesday might be iffy, but you can have Emmanuel quickly. You can have um, uh, yeah, Josh Hart. You might try a Quentin Grimes. You can have Hartenstein. And then they're all gone on Thursday. Like Barrett, quickly, Hartenstein, maybe even Robinson. Three games to end the week with no no action. And they're fringe players anyway. You drop them. You drop them Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Thursday, Friday, back-to-back. It's the Thunder and the Hornets. So we'd expect that Shea Gildas-Alexander is going to sit that game on Friday. No other real risk there. But again, that's a 10-game Friday, so that actually might be okay. Thursday, Saturday, pseudo back-to-back. We've got Clippers, Pelicans, Nets. So there's some teams to, to look at there. Really solid stuff for the Clippers. All that. Clippers go Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. They skip the Wednesday-Friday combination. Very good schedule. Very good. They only play... I believe... Well, let me double-check this. Yeah, they only play three games. Them and the Pelicans only play three games, but they play Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. That's obviously really, really strong. And the Nets play four games, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. 
The Friday, Saturday, back-to-back, the Bucks, Jazz, Sixers, Pacers, Kings, Suns. The Bucks, the Middleton rest, the Giannis rest, Lopez maybe. The Jazz, I'd look out for Clarkson, Olenek, Markkinen maybe in the back-to-back. The Sixers, we see Harden sitting today. Watch for Harden and Embiid. The Pacers, if Halliburton's even back, does he play both? Miles Turner, or there's no way Halliburton plays both. Let's get that clear, sorry. Um, Miles Turner might sit there as well. Buddy Heald, watch for him. Uh, you got the Kings and the Suns. I'm not really worried about sitting back-to-backs there. And then the weekend is the Hawks and the Nets. Trey Young has appeared on the injury report today, so maybe there's an actual hamstring issue for him. So we watch that to see what happens across that weekend back-to-back between the Hawks and the uh, and the Brooklyn Nets. If we look at how we're going to stream this week, it's not as clear-cut. And I think we've got to be a little bit more nimble this week versus having set plans. The one that we really want to look at is the Nets with those four quality games. You start on Tuesday. You can have a Monday player, like a, a Timberwolves player, who does play on Monday. Because after Monday for the Wolves, if I have a look at their schedule, they play on Monday, the Wolves, and they play um, Wednesday and then not again until Sunday. So you can have a Wolves play, whether that is a stream of a Torian Prince or an Akil Alexander-Walker or a Nas Reed or maybe even a Kyle Anderson Probably not because he's pretty good. But we, you know, we hold those guys through Monday. But then dropping that player, especially if this is your final week, and then adding a Nets guy on Tuesday gives you one waiver ad for five games for that spot. Really hard to do better than that this week. And all on low volume days, which helps boost your games played as well. You got the Kings, you can start with a Monday, Tuesday back-to-back. So especially with Herder out, that does help. I think Murray, it helps Monk, it helps Davis, helps Barnes probably a little bit as well. And then go for a Clippers or a Pelicans guy, maybe a Nets guy also, because they play the Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday combination. So the Clippers, you've got a Terrence Mann, Eric Gordon, Zubats if he's there. Maybe the Cockroach, but probably not. The Pelicans, we're looking at Jones. We're looking at uh, Nance, perhaps. Um, you're looking at um, Richardson, Trey Murphy. If they're those, Who knows if those guys are available. But they have that strong schedule, and then you just look to add in a Sunday option. But really... We've got to be nimble. We've got to be flexible. We've got to be ready to cut and gain games. Like if one, the team's got one game left in the last four days of the week, even if it's a good player and you can get three other games in, you do it. Three over one is huge, especially if this is your final week. Like you have to make those big cuts. And while you look at someone, they go 20, 10, and 5, and you go, man, why did I cut that guy? Well, you probably ended up getting 50, 20, and you know, 18 out of whatever it is, out of that roster spot. And it's way more valuable, even though it's lesser names. And that's where, look, individual games look big, but do they mean anything in the scheme of your overall value or volume that you ended up getting in for that week? Today's episode is brought to you by Nissan's most electric car. Most electric car? No, they're all new, all electric car. They're 2023 Nissan Aria, and they bring you the most electric player of the week. And I'm going to give it in today's show to DeMar DeRozan, because over the last week, DeMar DeRozan is averaging... 46 minutes a game, thanks to yesterday's double overtime game. 41 points, 8 rebounds, 2.5 steals, with a true shooting percentage of something insane, 71%. It's only two games, but I don't care. That is absolutely electric for your fantasy team. It is unbelievably brilliant. It is elegant, but it's powerful, exactly like the Nissan Aria, delivering on that duality of a combination of fierceness and elegance. The 2023 Nissan Aria packs pin-to-your-seat power and premium intelligence all-in-one EV. The all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria, the EV for people who love to drive. Shop now at NissanUSA.com. What was I going to say? Oh, that's what I was going to say. Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. Built March Madness Bracket is here. I know you've got a favorite Built Bar because we all do. And if you want to vote for them to make them the champion all over, 
It is builtmarchmanders.com that you need to go to to vote for your favorite. I'm going to vote cookies and cream. You can vote whatever you want for, but go vote cookies and cream. But not only do you get the, the benefit or the satisfaction of your, your favorite flavor winning, there are going to be up to 50 Locked On listeners win a free box of Built and one lucky Locked On listener that will get a 12-month subscription to Built Bars delivered to their door every month. You've got to try Built Bar. It is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's covered in 100% real chocolate. It's low in calories, but it is high in protein. So when you're looking for that snack or that treat or that protein bar that just tastes good, Built is here for you. So go to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite Built Bar puff or flavor no, your, built, your favorite Built Bar or Built Puff flavor. That's what you do. And you can pick up a box while you're there. Vote every day in March. Hop in and support your pick. Built Bar is built different. Let's look at front and back loading for the week. This is where things get really interesting. The New York Knicks play three games in four nights to start the week and do not play for the last three nights of the week. So if you are in your final week, everyone goes after Thursday. Randall, Brunson, Barrett, Robinson, Every single heart, every player goes because they don't play. It's, it's it's handy to have that where you know you can just drop them without going, oh, but they play one on Sunday, do I hold? There are nine teams that play one game in the first four days. That is a lot. That is a bad schedule to start the week. One team, or sorry, nine teams playing one game. A third of the league plays one game between Monday and Thursday. So streaming to begin the week, is very, very fraught. Not only do you have a 10-game Wednesday, which makes streaming difficult, but you've got nine teams that play one game. So getting that extra bulk volume in is tough. Now, if you can find the right teams to do it, do it because you get an advantage over others. But just really be careful that there are very there are few games to choose from or few teams to choose from to start the week that have that value. There are a bunch of teams you don't play until Wednesday. The Bucks, the Raptors, the Blazers, the Suns, Nuggets, Heat, and Lakers do not play until Wednesday. So that's two days with nothing happening. And that can be important. If you have fringe players from these teams, Malik Beasley comes to mind. Max Struess, Victor Oladipo, Kyle Lowry, Gabe Vincent. The the two-game teams, like the Nuggets. Holding for zero days when you could add a Kings player and get a Monday, Tuesday back-to-back. These are fringe. Look, Beasley, who cares? Add Terrence Davis. Try Keegan Murray. Go Malik Monk. Two versus zero. It's huge. It's, it's, a, it's a winning move. At the end of the week, the Thunder, the Nets, and the Hornets play three games in four nights between Thursday and Sunday to end the week. So we want to backload our roster with those guys. We've already talked about the Nets and how good their schedule is. The Hornets, now I don't know what happens with Mark Williams, whether he's in or out for the season or in or out for this week, but he is available in a lot of leagues, so he'd be a good out if he's playing. Otherwise, it's Nick Richards, or maybe, as I said the other day, and I said this last week, and I said, hey, there's going to be a point where we're talking about Kai Jones as a 12-team league guy, and he out, well, Richards got to foul trouble, but Jones put up good numbers. Just, we just have to watch it. And then the Thunder, you've got Pig Williams, you've got maybe the return of Poku, I wouldn't be that excited about that, but you've got you know, Trey Mann who can step up, Isaiah Joe, there's going to be some interesting things happen, three games, four nights to end the week, and one of them, Shea, is going to sit out. And the Knicks and the Pistons do not play on the weekend. So yeah, got the, the Pistons are a two-game team, the Knicks are a three-game team, but neither of those teams play on the weekend. So a, uh, a, a time to move on from those guys and add maybe one of those weekend back-to-back situations. The big break teams. The Wolves have three days off Thursday through Saturday. I just talked about that before, that after Wednesday, 
And even after Monday, like between Monday and Sunday, they play one game. Sorry, Tuesday and Sunday, they play one game. It's a, it's a, a, a rough schedule. So if you do need to move off a fringe Wolves player, that's the time to do it. The Knicks have three days off, Friday to Sunday. We talked about them already. Easy cut. And then there's these teams. The These are all of the two-game teams. They don't... Their, their games aren't compressed, which makes it a little bit annoying in terms of do we hold, do we cut. The Pistons play one game in five nights between Wednesday and Sunday. The Heat play one game in five nights, Monday to Friday. And the Nuggets play one game in five nights, Monday to Friday. Friday meaning that Miami and Denver both play on the weekend and Detroit doesn't. So... We we look to <clears throat> to move on from those guys if we like one game in five nights for these fringe Heat or fringe uh, Nuggets players. Like Michael Porter Jr. probably isn't a fringe Nugget. Aaron Gordon probably is. Bruce Brown is. KCP is. Miami. Uh, the, the fringe guys are just not Hero Bam and Butler. And for Detroit, everyone's a fringe player. Every player becomes expendable in Detroit. Maybe not Duran. Maybe not. But <clears throat> the Pistons play, they play their two games before Friday. So it's a little bit, it's a little bit easier to hold them because you get the games a little bit pushed towards the start of the week for Detroit. Now, Killian Hayes, like it's not going to be worth it for most of this week, but making the move at the right time is a key thing to do. Let's look at some ads for weekly leagues. Mark Williams is available in a lot of spots. Oh, hi, Mark. But I'm just not sure that he's going to play. So I put Richards and Jones in that mix as well. One of those guys is going to have some value, but just keep an, just keep an eye to see what we find out about Mark Williams' injury. Everyone else here is available in 50% plus of leagues. Dante DiVincenzo, the most easiest must-grab player of all time for this week is TJ McConnell. There's at least two more games of Halliburton out. I think it's going to be longer, but I don't even care that it's not longer. McConnell just needs to be added. He is a really strong option for this week who could have sky-high top 30 numbers, top 40 numbers all week, or he might be like top 70 for the week with some high moments and some low moments if Halliburton returns. But you got to add TJ McConnell. Monte Morris has some value in the volume. Daniel Gafford, similarly, they're not exciting on their own, but the extra four games with only 15 teams playing four games, that helps them. Taylor Horton Tucker with Colin Sexton ruled out for the week. I like that. Xavier Tillman, eh, that's a tough one because they just keep limiting his minutes. And we've seen him be useful, but they keep limiting his minutes. But they play four games for the week. They play them equally spaced out. And it doesn't matter what day you play them in a weekly league. And they have two games against the Rockets. So it could blow up, but I feel good that I'm going to get 100 minutes out of Tillman for the week. And then there's the Rabbit Hunter, Alex Caruso. Quiet. I'm hunting rabbits. He's always an injury risk, but I think with four games, he's worth looking at. Players to sit. Go to the two-game teams. I'd sit all Nuggets apart from Jokic. He'd start. I'd sit all Pistons, and I'd sit all Heat apart from Butler and Adebayo, and Bam's borderline. I would sit DeAnthony Melton, Sadiq Bay, Emmanuel Quickly, Russell Westbrook, and Bobby Portis. In points leagues, guys to add. Yeah, the Williams-Richard-Jones situation, the same as I just mentioned. DiVincenzo, Kali Olenek, Taylor Horton-Tucker, TJ McConnell. Yes, excellent ad. Nyeka Okongwu, looks like it's moved to a minute split with him and Clint Capella. KJ Martin, Dennis Smith. 
really good options to add for your week in a points league. And guys, to sit in a points league, it's all Nuggets apart from Jokic, all Pistons we sit, all Heat apart from Butler and Adebayo. I'd sit Gary Trent, I'd sit Zubats, I'd sit probably Keegan Murray, Emmanuel Quickly, and Bobby Portis as well in that situation. And guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you're on YouTube, you thumb it up and you leave those comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.